Hey, Bestie. What's up, girl? We help people grow in their Christian lives, and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. When you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. Here we go. This is episode 181 of the I Am Rahab miniseries, talking about chapter 10. Which is titled, I Am On Time. But... Disclaimer, if you know me, I am never on time. And so I am always on time. I am always go. early. Let me tell you. Opposites attract. <laughs> my percentages of being on time have increased, though. I, I, I Yes. I was thinking about this a couple days ago, about how I've been very impressed with you. Yeah. I got just that tub. I got that tub. Oh, so shout out. Give me a flesh food. <laughs> so last week we talked about changing the world and leveraging your trials, and we hinted on waiting but this week we're deep diving more into you will wait. There will come a time where you will have to wait and you've got to not suck at being patient. Yes. Insert everybody. (laughs) We love Autumn's material. That's why this is the second book we've covered. She also has a podcast. Um, And I was going back. I'm taking notes on podcasts now. Hey, that's great. Any neighbors that are listening? Oh, this is such a good story, unrelated. <laughs> yes, I love these. So when I walk around my neighborhood now, I walk around with a notepad and a pencil. <laughs> and I randomly stop to write things down. Oh, that's so funny. And I know they're thinking like, what's she writing down about my house? Because I'll like get in President the driveway. Of the HOA. <laughs> and my favorite is when I have something to write down as soon as a car has just passed me. Because I know they're like, dang, is she writing down my driver's license or what? <laughs> Forgot to cut the lawn. And nobody has asked me what I'm writing down yet. But I cannot wait until someone does. What are you going to say? I don't know. I might just say stuff. I'll never tell. <laughs> but I know it's driving Because you know what? It would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so funny. I can just picture it. Yes. So yeah. anywho, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll let you, you know. You would imagine like an old lady to be doing this. But no. Ouch, Brooke. You're not Ouch. an old lady. It, you know that's what? why it's so funny. It's just so out of. <laughs> I get motivation from this very old lady who. I'm proud of you. Has. Yes. You've grown since episode 28. Well, we I, it's a 20, from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> I did say hi one time. Uh, but she walks up and down her driveway. But I'm telling you guys, she has like the most outlandish walker I've ever seen. She's got to be pushing 100. And I'm not being rude. Sorry if you're not. But she has every reason to not get out and exercise mm-hmm. from a physical well-being standpoint. But many days, she walks the length of her driveway a few... I don't know, because I keep walking mm-hmm. by. Taking but notes? I don't stop there to Wilma take made notes. it thrice <laughs> to her mailbox. Well, now it's a thing that if I don't see her out there, I'm kind of You gotta go worried. check on her. Well, yeah. no, I just... Call me, I'll go check on her. Call get, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it is on his street. How did you know? Perfect. I was just a guess. Anyways, Lucky guess. It was guys, one of three options. If you need <laughs> motivation to get out there... Seeing other people who have more excuses than mm-hmm. you doing it, man. Uh, so, yeah. Anywho. Man. Today is all about being on time. Erin's <laughs> <laughs> on time for her walk. Watch out. At 8.30 in the morning, Susan. I actually do flowers. walk almost at the same time, but then I'm like, okay, but someone's going to study my patterns. But you know why I walk as soon as I drop the kids off? The bus comes around a million times. Mm-hmm. You're so safe. many people yeah. are dr- getting back from dropping kids off or on their way to work. So yeah, if something happens, you shall be seen. That's good. 
That's my hope. <laughs> I'm public, public with my working out for safety reasons. Okay, this opening anecdote, I just wrote sweaty eyes in the margin. Because <laughs> the whole time I was like, <laughs> it's about her son Moses had an, aller- an allergic reaction. But God orchestrated this whole event where Autumn wasn't even in town. And she had this nudge from the Lord saying, Call, FaceTime your daughter. And she was like, Grace, I need you to show me Moses' face right now. And she went up, and she's like, Moses is asleep. And she's like, no, 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 go put the camera in his face. And then he was having an anaphylactic uh, reaction to something. So they were able to get him to the hospital on time to save his life. All this to say, God planned this event that she would be out of town so that she would be awake at an abnormal time outside of her schedule so that Moses' life could be saved. What? So God's timing. Sometimes we're like, "Mm, I don't know what's going on, but there are so many moving parts that you just have to trust it. When Rahab was like, yeah, I'll tie the cord. See you later. Come back for me, right? Right. Deal? Deal. And then it didn't happen the next day. Okay, in that moment, though, I'm like, dang, Rahab is wishing for cell phones. (laughs) Because, like, they leave, and she's like, crap, I didn't ask when they were coming back. I don't so know. It's gonna be like a. That's what I think when I think of like these deep dives on scripture. I'm like, she should have asked. But how many times has someone left? And I'm like, crap, I forgot. I was gonna ask him. But mm-hmm. you know what? Now I just text or call them and yeah. instantly know the answer. Man, yeah, they left. She did not know when they were coming back, and she hoped they kept their pinky promise, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> their covenant. So the spies were. They stayed in the hills for three days. Once they left, and then after they hid, they traveled all the way back and crossed the Jordan River. And then when they got back, they had to report to Joshua. And then Joshua got the whole nation together. And then they consecrated themselves. And then after that, they crossed the river. And then they had a ceremony. And then they had another ceremony. And then they had to recover from the second ceremony. And then they celebrated the Passover. And then they stretched, made the last stretch of their journey to Jericho. And then it was not just like a battle. Oh, hey, we're done in 30 minutes. It was seven days of marching around a they town. March, and then they left. And then they came back and marched. And then they left. <laughs> And again, in that moment, I'm thinking, like, Rahab's like, this is it, this is it, here they come again. No. What? What? Wait, where are they going? And then how many times in life do you finally think this is the moment you waited for? Yeah. Right? It's like time six. Then it it goes. Oh, and just think, she's telling her family, it's happening. Get Get in in, this house. And so she's probably facing something some type of pressure from her family of them losing faith in her too. So if you know God's promising something, you've seen glimpses of it and it hasn't quite happened yet, and the people around you are kind of like, are you sure he said? Is that? Yeah. Did you hear that for real? Then Rahab's story is for you. Yes. (laughs) And so I like the whole symbolism of the red cord. Like she could look at that every day and know, okay, this is a promise that we have made. They are coming. God is going to save us. So, question to you, Farron slash listener, what is and what is something you can cling to that can help you in the waiting when you know God has promised you a thing? This could be a verse. It could be yeah. a, a, a moment in your past. It could be a dream you had that you know was from God. Is yeah. there a time that you can think of when that has happened? I think clinging looks different in different moments sure so whether 
I'm up late because I am feeling terrible about something I said or didn't do or need to do. I can, in those moments, remember times I've been forgiven or that Mm -hmm. everything worked out. You know, maybe not picture perfect, but what is these days? Uh, But I think, too, there's been people that I can turn to in those moments that are going to speak God's truth into me. So not placing it in people per se. Um, I think going through, again, we talked about last week, trials, that we're getting confidence through the trials. So reflection is really something that you can cling to. Um, But yeah, God's word is a big one lately. The other thing that when I am holding on to a promise and something's trying to detach that hold are like thoughts. And so from an offensive standpoint, it's not that I like super glue my hand to that red cord per se, but how do I play some defense with what tries to put some separation between me and what God's promised. I'm glad you said that, Farron. Yeah. Because so there's a whole section about that. Is. About how Satan's going to try to tell you things like, oh, God's forgotten about what he said, or clearly this isn't what's supposed to happen. See, it's not even happening yet. It should have already happened right by now. Look at this person, this person, this person. So when you are starting to compare and you start creeping into envy or coveting, just know that that is not from the Lord. That is not a feeling that we want to be feeling, so we know that that is not part of the promise God is giving us. Yep, exactly. She says to sight can hinder what faith promises, don't let it. So some of the thought catching is, okay, I'm starting to have these concerns or doubts. What are they based off of? So if it's based on something you are seeing, then maybe that's your first place of contact. Um When I was trying to make progress with my business at one point, it felt like it was dead. And I'm going to say this so metaphorically because it's hindsight now. But I remember that I was, you know, avoiding the task because it was overwhelming. And I went to do some gardening and I thought this plant was dead. But when I got closer to it, I could see new green shoots coming up. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to it looked dead, but the roots were still alive, and it was starting to sprout new green stemmy things. <laughs> Had to prune. Had I gone based off of sight, what mm-hmm. I could see above, again to the plant references, mm-hmm. but see what was above the soil, I would have pulled that plant out thinking it was dead, and then it really would have never grown. Yeah. Instead, getting closer examination and whatever I saw that in fact it was not dead and then my business guess what it was not dead either <laughs> Hooray! yes it sprouted new shoots and you know had had some things going for it that's so, great that's a great example go. don't base it off of sight and there's multiple verses in the bible specifically about waiting which is so great so lamentations three twenty five says the lord is good to those who wait for him to the person who seeks him so it's not just we're twiddling our thumbs but it's We're also seeking him. We're also in the word. We're also in community. We're also praying. And our memory verse for this week in our Isaiah study, Isaiah 30, 18, talks about how you need to go to the Lord so that uh, and he can show you his love and compassion. He's faithful and blessed are those who wait for the Lord. So waiting on his timing, but you have to come to him. You need to seek him. So it's all saying the same thing multiple times in the Bible. Yes, we got to wait. But you also got to put in the work, too, so that way you're actively waiting. I think it's come up, I know it's come up before, I don't know that it's been the series, but that some people struggle with when Scripture talks about 
uh, finding rest yeah. in, in waiting, it doesn't mean do nothing. <laughs> it means peace. You need to be <laughs> active and continue the good fight and have the grit and determination. But find peace in that striving, if you will, um, by having faith in what he's promised. Right. And she has this phrase of submitting yourself to the pace of God. And so in Rahab's situation, just having to wait. Like, uh, when are you coming? I know you are, but this is starting. I'm feeling outside pressure. I'm holding on to this. I mean, if you're a person who doesn't like to keep secrets in, that might be miserable to you having to hold on to that. And then finally, it happens. And like she says, God isn't intimidated by our urgency. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) He is driven by his purpose, not our desires so to speak as far as timeline goes too man and even the battle of jericho was estimated to be about 675 years after the initial promise it was made 675 years that's multiple generations that had to hear the story and wait patiently so lifetimes had happened yeah abraham didn't see the fruition of it lifetimes yeah um i on autumn's podcast too around easter she um, oh yeah that was where my story was going at the beginning oh look at that so if you stay tuned there you go (laughs) but um she's had a lot of good episodes and i want to be better about quoting in the different scripture and points she brings up so i've been taking notes on the walks okay so this was all going to be walking farron (laughs) yes i was on an episode that was released around easter and she t- made the point that, like, even Jesus had to wait, so to speak. Uh-huh. Like, he died and was resurrected three days later. You know, yeah. he was doing his thing in that whole process, but it still wasn't instant. Um, even the disciples and all the people that were told that he'd raise a- would be raised again. Like, so, didn't you mean, like, no? Or... Yeah, they had to wait. Uh, Lazarus, come forth. What do we need to say? What's the path? Open sesame. <laughs> Gosh, the Lazarus one is a great example because uh, Mary and Martha confront yep. Jesus about why didn't you get here sooner? Yeah, you lollygagged all the way up here, saving people, not Lazarus. And Deck Jesus him. says, "No, I did it on purpose," and that is in fact true. He even says earlier, uh-huh. and they're like, "Come on, don't you want to get there?" And Jesus is like, "Nah." nah. I'm going to wait so that way you can see a greater miracle. I operate outside of time. Yes, he's already healed a bunch of sick people. Why not bring someone back from the dead? Jazz it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So, man. Oh, man. And even waiting for Jesus to come. That was 400 years. Mm. So, again, generations and generations. A lot of times people are like, we live in a microwave culture. Sure, but I mean, so did so did we back then when we were hunter-gatherers. You killed the animal and ate it right then. You lit the fire, you got warm. <laughs> there so were no That's just how we're wired as humans. We just have to learn to be patient. It's It's been a problem since forever. Maybe not forever. Impatience is a sin. After the fall. Something that helps me in those situations is not only praying for the fulfillment of God's promise, but praying for the patience, praying for the confidence that I'm on the right track, and so on and so forth. All right, so I have a pretty cool story that I haven't even told Brooke, so... Ooh, yay! We're all hearing it together for the first time. (laughs) So I felt like there was a lull, again, in my business pursuits. I wasn't as far as I'd hoped to be, and it felt like I needed more help, but I'm in this phase of, like, I don't know what to give someone to do because Mm -hmm. it's all just in my head. Yeah. And so I was like, God, I just feel alone in this. I don't want to feel alone. 
So we're in Broken Bro, Oklahoma. We've seen a bunch of deer. Autumn releases a podcast about praying for signals from God and praying them boldly. Well, we're in Oklahoma, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's the last day. I'm having my quiet time. It's early, like when deer come out. So I ask God, I say, hey, I'd like to see a deer to know that I'm not alone. So sit there and I'm staring out the window, praying, 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 no deer. Uh-huh. Packing up constantly. How did you feel? Looking for the deer. Can I interject? How did you feel? I, in that moment, are you just like slowly closing your Bible, <laughs> delaying your prayer, talking slowly? I was being confident that he was going to do it. Praying Plus, boldly, being confident. Just a couple days earlier, I had seen a deer yeah, out I know the same here. window. I know you're here. Yes. We're packing, loading the car. I'm constantly looking. By this mm-hmm. time, it's almost lunch, so deer are probably not just wandering around at this point. The whole way home from Broken Bow, Oklahoma, I'm staring out my window, looking really far away for a dang, like, Bambi deer, you know, when he sees, like, his dad or not dad, really far away. It's probably his dad. Anyway, so, no deer. Uh-huh. No deer. It's March, because this was for spring break, and I'm actually driving to go record with you. And I take this cut through street that I've taken before, but I haven't like been Like in on. our neighborhoods? No, not like, like between my house and by Warren kind of headquarters, close to our headquarters. Maybe. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere over there. And so I'm driving and I really haven't thought about this deer thing because it's been like over a week. So we're oh. talking almost end of March. Yeah. This house has Santa's reindeer. All their other Christmas decorations are down, but they still have his, how many reindeer? I don't know. Is it nine? Eight plus Rudolph. Yeah. Nine deer in the front yard. A week later. And I was like, because I'm even thinking, they're not going to see a deer in Forney, Texas. Like, right. that was my uh, thought. That was my thought just now, too. I'm when like, we get home. I've never seen a deer over there. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to see a deer. When am I ever going to see a deer in Forney, Texas? Uh-huh. And within a week, I saw nine on the way to come record this podcast. That's so funny. Not this episode. But... It's just like, sure, could I be, you know, some people are going to be like, okay, Farron, you know, did you really get a sign? But it spoke to my heart. It brought me comfort. And it wasn't just one deer. It was nine. Nine freaking right And let me tell you, I wanted to take a picture of it. So I went back down that road the next day and they were gone. Huh. Oh, you know what? There's something in the Bible about eight being like promises or something. So eight. And one so to grow on. And we're not counting right <laughs> off. <laughs> Wow, that's really cool. I love that story. And yes, I think you can pray for signs. It happens in the Bible when the guy with the wool, I don't remember the guy or the place or the time, <laughs> but he had wool and he was like, all right, God, let this piece of wool be so dry and everything else be so wet. And then he was like, okay, let this wool be so wet and everything else be so dry. Like, well, twice, two signs in a row. He's like, but he came humbly and prayed boldly. Yeah. So I don't. There are ways to go about it. Yes. It's not like you're trying to show off. Yeah. Or same thing with, um, What's his face? When he lit the fire. <laughs> when uh, they had the two altars, one oh, yeah, to yeah, the God, yeah. and then one to God, actual God, and they, like, he soaked it down with water. Who is this? Who is this I person? Is it talking about, is it Elijah or Yes, Ezekiel? it's Elijah. Yeah, it's Elijah. It's an E word. Yeah, it's Elijah. <laughs> and he had, God, God had the fire rain down. That so. story is also cool. Guys, you just got to listen to our podcast, but also but go then, listen to Autumn's because she does a whole episode on this story that Brooke's talking about. And on top of that, they were in a drought. 
And he kept telling these people to bring buckets of water, which was hard to come by. And then you know what he did with them? He poured them out on wood that he was about to use to start a fire. So much that it was soaking and there was like flooding on the ground. Like a little moat, like you make at the beach. Yeah. This is how you also read your Bible, guys, because we (laughs) (laughs) We are so paraphrasing. (laughs) But hey, like let that be an example to you that... You don't have to be an expert to share these stories. Like, I believe someone's going to hear our butchering of that story. They're going to go look up Elijah or Elijah. (laughs) Read both of them and learn more. Yeah. But anyways, the point is, I think if you are in a period of waiting and you're continuing to pray and pray and pray for the thing, that pray also for your needs in the the time of waiting. That you remain faithful. Give me the energy. Give me the wisdom. Maybe you want a sign. Keep going, and if you don't get the sign right away, <laughs> again, you're waiting. Um, pay for the praise. It's about patience. waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, find scripture that's comforting for you. This chapter would be a good one to tab and to go back and reread mm-hmm. anytime that you find yourself struggling in the wait. I love it. I love you. I love you too. All right. We love you guys. Bye. We're really good at segues <laughs> and sound effects, right? Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Baron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily. But we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account. So be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday. So you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to... Go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go Thank you. technologies and uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.